You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. That means the potential yeah. of nuclear fucking war. We are standing at the precipice. If 75% of Americans believe in a fucking no-fly zone, I don't think 75% of Americans have any fucking idea what a no-fly zone actually means. Mike. The first time I ever met her, she was like, everything happens for a reason. It used to drive me fucking bonkers. I used to give her shit and constantly argue about it. Like, come on, are you serious? Have you taken a look around? Why does that happen? Why would this happen for a reason? Why? Do I have diarrhea for a reason? And Scott. Well, if there's one thing that human beings hate, it's uncertainty, it's not knowing, it's unanswerable questions, mm-hmm. and it just, things like that, and like things like religion, for, I mean, basically, at, like taking a widescreen, are just ways to assuage the pain of being alive. Mm. I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that sipping. Mm, you just missed, there you go. <laughs> mm, that's nice. That's real. That's that's real nice, Clark. Real nice. <laughs> what you're hearing there is the new microphone from the one and only John Scott. He is in business. He's a total sellout. He followed the herd and just did exactly what Luke did. Congratulations. Yes. Woo. Hopefully this was the right decision. A big moment in the show's history. We have at least three mics on the show that cost at least $100 now. Yes, all we have mics. spent at least 300 total dollars on all mics. All, I think I all know. three mics between me, John Scott, and Matt before cost like 78 bucks combined. So I think we're good. <laughs> we all went to the same flea market. Oh, we sure did. Okay. Uh, I got beef already because I'm looking at the emails. We got emails for today's show. And I don't like how you set up the Gmail, Luke. I assume this is you, and I'm not happy with the layout. You've changed it from I did not custom. change the layout. Are you kidding? I didn't change anything. I do not customize I, layouts. What do you guys did? You changed the layout, and it makes me uncomfortable because it doesn't look normal to me right now on the Gmail. Uh, it doesn't G- look normal to me either. No, the layout so, sucks. I, I have never changed that layout. Oh, so here's what. Somebody changed it because if you have to hover over on the left side to bring up the inbox and starred, snoo, all the folders you see on the left-hand side. Dude, of your dude, Gmail. I'm sorry to tell you, you fucking did this <laughs> accidentally on your end because I'm no not way. seeing the same thing. I'm not seeing it. I'm logged wow. into the same inbox. Yeah, I see a full, I see a regular inbox that's got all of the emails. What are you talking Going about? Going live with technical error. Oh, I see what you mean. You see, over there on the left-hand side, it's different now. You have to hover over to bring up the inbox but all the emails are in front of us so that's that's all that really idiotic matters. that's that's not on me hold on i'll, I'll change it right now just keep talking <laughs> live tech <laughs> support <laughs> i didn't you do this to... shit oh come on i mean it's fun it's okay i will tell you this yes i know it's shocking challenging way to start the show but is it safe pod at gmail.com is the email if you want to connect with us and send us an email. We've got some new emailers from the show today, and it's exciting. Yes, Plus, I want to. Yeah, I want to. Oh take yes, one please second. take this opportunity. I've been meaning to do this. Thank you for the floor, Nick. Our buddy Nick Nicholas D. Thank you for listening. I know he's been a what do you say a semi long term listener. That's my homie. So Nick, thank you. Welcome into the Is It Safe Talk Show fold. We appreciate your love and support, Nick. Good guy. That's a fucking top-notch dude there. Yeah, we got a lot to be thankful for and grateful for on today's show. 
Thank you, Nick, for being a part of the Is It Safe crew. Uh, what do we call our people? This is the Is It Safe talk show. Correspondents. Oh. Uh, the safety squad. Yeah, there are... There are uh, uh, I there knew are alliteration fucking... would be involved. I fucking okay. knew Okay. All right. I'm down with that. The safety squad. Well, you know, I got the Palazzo podcast. Se- I call security. them... On the Palazzo podcast that I do, which is a fantasy baseball show, if you're interested, check it out. Hey, it's Rico Palazzo, fantasy baseball podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. It's a little teaser there. But I call those people my Palazzo pals. Again, alliteration. This is what we do. Uh, I John, can't help myself. John Scott was made for this shit. Uh, he just came up with a handful. Security security team is good. <laughs> security squad. Uh, just security. Just straight security. Just straight security. Yeah. Check in with security. Security, yeah. You guys are our security, and without you, we'd be nothing. <laughs> uh, in a, that's that's not really that exaggerated, and that's kind of true. Well, anyways, we got emails we're going to get to. Thank you again for writing. Is it safe? Pot at gmail.com. want to give a shout-out to a friend of the show, Steven. Good old Steven said some really nice things about our show last week. He said them to me, and then I assume he said them to you because Luke kind of reiterated what Steven had said to me. So, Stevie J, Jandaboob, you're out there. We love you, man. Thank you for saying and spreading the word because you are such a powerful man. And if you don't know this about yourself, Stephen, you should. You are so powerful that if you spread the word, you're going to make the show more popular just by your impression because you are a popular motherfucker. And everybody knows it. You know people. Yeah, I, I do believe at his wedding there was there was in attendance representatives from like 70 different states. Really? Yeah. There's not even 70 states in the union. Yeah, so Stevie J is like, he is the person who knows people. Of all the people I've ever met in my entire life, he has always just been this guy who's a butterfly. But at the same time, you know, he's not really like, like he likes his private time too. So I'm not saying he's like, I got to be around people 24-7. He's just, he's a dude who knows people. So Steve, I love you. We really want to say thanks for the positive feedback on the show. That really lifted my spirits, made me happy. And, uh, oh, yeah. That's why we do it. I don't do it because I want, hey, I need your affirmation. I'm just saying that that's why we do the show. We want to connect with people and get their feedback about their lives and hear their stories and the emails we get about people, what they're doing every day with their individual experiences. That stuff's cool. Guys guys like Steve, are, he's a social butterfly, and in a way, a lot of people have said the same about me, even though I know that that can be a, a bit of a mislabel, but... Uh, <laughs> Introverts, introverts, they say, are the best uh, pretenders. They're amazingly good. That's the good. game. They're amazingly That's good. That's the fucking game. Amazingly good at actually, you know, being out there socially and, and connecting with a ton of people, but they got to fucking power down. Like, you need you need a day or two to yourself after having a handful of days with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows the code, you know? There's a social code to this world, and if you don't have it, you're fucked. I don't know the goddamn code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, he he's uh yeah he's first rate human being. Uh, we were at his wedding and I was oh, saying Steve's he has, the best, yeah, yeah, you know he had people from seventy different states at his wedding. It's just it's like where where all these people freaking come from? They were <laughs> I just didn't I didn't recognize like eighty percent of the people there. That's a testament. Oh, and, yeah, I saw and my his, tattoo artist there, too. the guy who yeah, did my chest piece. So, oh really? I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah, I was like, oh hey, that guy. It's did weird you, to see somebody you, that you don't did you see get your very money often. Back? Did you get your money back? Oh, boy. No, I mean, he did a good job. I, it's for life. It's fucked. I mean, it's Zing a chess dang. piece. It's way too intense. But it's weird to see somebody like that who you don't see much in your life who had a huge influence 
on your existence. I mean, I, this thing was every yeah. day I wake up, you know, there it is. This guy has more of an influence on your life than you ever will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the other thing, too, he's very unassuming. He just looks like a chill dude. With He's got, like, these nerdy-type glasses. He did a great job. You just didn't get it finished. <laughs> You had him start the, the line. Color. The color is missing. Yes, the color is missing. The it's, base is done, though. The base yeah, it's is awesome. Done. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool it just, uh, explosions in the sky phoenix, right? Well, no, it's not a phoenix at all. That would be fucking trite as fuck. Fuck that, would be that trite. shit. It would be. I mean, with the X-Men and like the the Phoenix, all that shit, it's played out. I would never do that. This, well, if you got like is... Famke Jansen, you know, as the phoenix, that would be, that oh, would that, be pretty trite. That would be unfortunate. You go Famke, do you go Famke Jansen or... Famke Jansen over uh, that fucking... Uh, what's her name? I just forgot Game her name. Now. I used to know her name. Every, yeah, Game of Thrones used to be so big that every day I could name you every character and every actor that played every character. Now yep. I couldn't give a fuck because they shit on the last two seasons so badly. Also, also I didn't think she... I don't know. I, I'm not a fan, but... She's a young person. I'm, I'm not, not a fan. Like just, just trash her. You know, I mean, she did a great job, but I will, I will trash everyone name? forever. I hate everyone, and I want to die. Is that clear? There you go, Scott. Is that clear to you? Yeah, I'm just worried about talking because I'm gonna fucking blow a gasket. No, in you my sound great. Parts. No, you no, sound no, great. Dude, when you talk, it's great. It's when you're not talking, we have problems. It's the opposite. You should talk all day, all Christ. night long. Wait, th- no, it's, it's also fine now. It, he's not talking. He's not on mute. I know. And it's fine. Yeah. We had some technical issues on today's show to start, and we've been trying to power through them. So if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about, you know, it's tough. We've never done a show, all three of us in the same room, ever. So we've never done that once. We've I done know, 54 episodes. We've, yeah, we've also Imagine never done a show just... with no technical issues. Uh... <laughs> Go outside, oh, we had, nerd. We had microphones get that out. worked. Go. But... <laughs> Come on, get out. Get out, nerd. <laughs> Look, I, it would be cool. I've often wondered because, so the Drew and Mike show is a famous local show in Detroit, Michigan. They still do it. They were radio kings in the 90s and early 2000s, and they still do a podcast. And they do their show in person, all three of them. They've been doing it together forever, and it just blows my mind. I think about it like, oh, what's it like to do the show when you get to sit in front of the people you're talking to in the same room? Because I do a ton of podcasts. Not that I'm cool or anything, but I've done a lot of pods over the last two years, and all of them are like this. They're remote, and I I fascinate myself daily with that thought. What this guy's a real, like? real pod master. Well, when are we doing, when are we getting together for our inaugural yeah. In the Flesh pod? I, I've, I've wanted to do that for many, many moons. Uh, we had to talk about it here or there, but we've never actually done it because people have I'm to in. make effort to do so. And it's like, well, eh. it's not effort. It's jobs. What? It's not just jobs. Well, we'll I mean, okay. my, my job we'll is to drive out. around in places like Livonia and Westland and Inkster and fucking Belleville. So it's no skin <laughs> off my back. Yeah, well, I would figure that means he'd hate going anywhere. The last thing you want to do is get in the fucking car again if you got to drive for a living. Uh, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Okay. What is Well, this that's good to know. I mean, you've been serving people name. forever. Sir, I would be proud to serve you. That's a good anyway, thing. That's, Del- delivering this smiles. Not, this is not important for the audience. Uh, by yes, the way, the Game of Thrones, together. the one who was the other Phoenix, Sophie Turner was her name from Ugh, Game of Thrones. Christ. She played Jesus. Sansa Stark, and she also played... 
the updated Jean Grey in the yeah. X-Men First Class, X-Men, yeah. whatever the sequel was to First Class. X, what's that one called? X-Men, I mean, again, uh, not, not fair to her. Double like Visions? X-Men, yeah, Double Visions. There you go. <laughs> X-Men double. <laughs> no, the second one was pretty cool. It was like, even though it involves Brian Singer, who ends up being a total petter ass scumbag. Um, but and ends up cool. being, uh, ends up. You know, he yeah. always was. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he always was. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they knew it and they still made the movie. Oh, I mean, they gave that guy the keys to the kingdom for years. That's right. He did. They sure did. He got to do that Superman reboot, the uh, oh, 2006 yeah. one that everyone hated. I actually kind of liked that one. Definitely um, not homoerotic at all. Actually, that's that's a good that's a good one that's that's a good that's a good angle on this because it's like it should be more homoerotic than it is because it's Superman. It's supposed to be just like this this alien man that is just perfect in every possible way. Yet Brian yep. Singer is just clearly so fucking uh, dehumanized that he or. <laughs> so clearly dehumanizes the subject that there's nothing sexual about it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, the sec- By the way, so Sansa Stark was played by what's her name? I just said it. Sophie Luke, Turner. Yeah, good job. And she took over the role of Jean Grey in the X-Men series with X-Men First Class, and then it was X-Men Beat Off, and then X-Men Apocalypse and X-Men Dark Phoenix where she finishes the tale about Jane Grey turning into the Phoenix. All trash. All those. Right. She she was a void in those roles. As Sansa Stark, she was pretty good. But it made people think that she was a good actress because I think what she actually was doing was just kind of being herself or maybe her fearful self. She doesn't have range, though. She is that. It just wasn't she, Or she looks with. like. Yeah, she, she wasn't looks supposed like that to. She girl. wasn't supposed to have much of a personality. I mean, in that, in that particular role, that particular type of role, her only... The only personality she has is what kind of emerges towards the end of the series, which is somebody who just has more uh, more anger, you know, more more vengeance, you know, just is a little bit more calculating. It, there is no true like she does have a character arc, but it's usually just kind of developed through her suffering, you know, as as basically a, a puppet or a pawn of these other, you know, powerful men. In a way, it's it's probably one of the more uh, is it misogynistic? I mean, it just is. It's almost that show basically is a show about toxic masculinity. I mean, even though there are, you know, heroines and all that, they're just someone like Sansa Stark, who plays such a huge role and towards the end has like zero fucking character development other than how she perseveres or survives, I should say, at the most base level, uh, the iniquities and the fucking torture that she incurs from powerful men but she doesn't really have a lot to say other than that bullshit well that's she's fair. a survivor you know that, that I'm a survivor. i don't know there's there are problems with that show i'm not prepared to talk about that show but yeah well game of thrones took a huge dump on itself everyone knows this i'm not trying to tell anybody something new here season seven and eight were fucking awful and it really destroyed a lot of what was set with that show in the beginning, which was really well done. It destroyed it all, and it was just garbage. And it's not, it's not Sophie Turner's fault. And she was. It's not her fault that <laughs> just she, hang it all on. 
Yeah, I'm going to blame Sophie Turner for this, everything with Game of Thrones. Like, 15 year old girl who got the chance of a lifetime. Just, <laughs> she, she fucking ruined the whole series. You fucked yeah, us. No, you no, fucked no, us. No. She Why did would you do this job. to us, no, Sophie Turner? Why? She killed it. I also. Not her fault that she got cast as Jean Grey in that X-Men series and couldn't act for that role. She didn't have the command. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. I'm making it sound too French. I don't know why I'm doing that. Jean Grey is really... Famke Jensen did a great job of establishing that role because she was strong. She's taller, too. I, I, Jean Grey to me is like a six-foot-tall woman, at least, with incredible mind powers and strong brilliance. And she elude, she exudes leadership but she Fanky Jansen was also able to kind of elicit a little bit of uh, confusion and fear and uncertainty without sacrificing her power her prowess as a uh, leader in the crew that's my two cents on it um well because we're listening to Survivor (laughs) oh yeah check this out Shit, you know what this reminds me of, by the way? I watched, uh, I've been watching a lot of Kirby Enthusiasm lately, and I know, here we go. Cue Luke and uh, his hatred, his loathing of Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld as voids who don't speak up for the leftist movement at all. But there's a great episode about <laughs> survivors where Larry invites his uh, rabbi over who says he's got a survivor, and it ends up being a guy from the TV show Survivor. But Larry's dad invites oh over an actual survivor from the Holocaust, and they get in this argument about who had it rougher, the guy on the TV show or the Holocaust survivor. It's yes. fucking hilarious. It's a, such a good episode. Yes. that No, that is a great episode. <laughs> Anyways, hell, I don't even There's know if they'd make no, that episode today. Uh, no, when, when was that? Yeah, he would make that today. It was about 15 years ago, I'm just saying. I mean, that's... Again, my, <laughs> my 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 hate is very surface deep with them. I don't expect anything, so I don't really hate them. Scott, I, I want just, Scott to chime in. Scott, you're yeah. hiding from us. Come on, yeah. don't hide from us, Scott. Uh, you guys have been talking about Game of Thrones. I, I literally, would you believe me if I said I have seen less than five minutes of Game of Thrones? I wouldn't would you believe, believe that because that's not your yeah, thing. I would totally believe yeah. that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm in over my head. I'm just uh, appreciating... Uh, Listening to you boys talk about it. I love how this also that this theme song has been on our show like four weeks in a row. Here we go. Now, Game of Thrones did leave us with one of the best themes. Ever. This is a great theme. Have you ever heard this guy? No, I, like gun ahead, I wouldn't know what this was. This is the Game of Thrones theme. It's pretty tight. Check it out. Epic. Anyways, that's the gist of that. So. We now we now owe HBO like every dollar we make for the rest of our lives. <laughs> That'd be so funny if this show. It made doesn't sense. even matter if like two other people, if just only two people heard this show, they're they're gonna get it. They get what. They oh, they're gonna get it. Kind of sounds like the uh, Yellowstone theme. You guys fuck with that show? No, I haven't seen that one. That's the Kevin Costner show. Yeah, I yeah man, Kevin Costner's yeah. a 
Kevin Costner is just a boob as an actor, but he's tolerable <laughs> in this. He, he's actually fine. He plays a he's the patriarch. He's the Seinfeld you know. of Yellowstone. He's the straight man. <laughs> he is. He's the straight there man. Yeah, he's good. Just he's good. Just whatever. Being a fucking rich prick father figure that wears like a ten gallon hat. Man, you are, we're really hitting on a lot today. That's impressive. Yeah, we're really will, we're killing it. We're just no people are this <laughs> ripping are talking through a ton in, of uh, shit. You guys keep talking in songs. Father figure comes yeah. right to me instantly. God damn, this is. Uh, this is one of the best sides of any record ever. That's my contention. Whoa! Yep. Holy shit, dude. Side that A of is... George Michael's faith is fucking... Damn! Yep. I said it. You got you got faith, father figure, I want your sex, parts one and two, and one more try. Fucking four out of four. I know my oh. buddy Nick. I know my buddy Nick D would concur. Fucking ain't right, he would. <laughs> That's a good time for us to probably switch into the emails. Good call. Uh, I will tell you this. I love George Michael. I've only grown to appreciate him even more as I've grown with age. Well, I'm with you, buddy. He's smooth. Very smooth. He's also yeah. a great singer, and he wrote a lot of his own shit, too, so bonus points for that. And he's dead now, so... Is he too. is he better than Morrissey? Oh, I like that. Ooh, I mean, I'd say yes. Ooh, like just hot musically. Take. I mean, I don't know. I'm hot just kind of, I'm just kind of done. I'm done with Morrissey and the Smiths. So I'm not the wrong, I'm yeah. the wrong person to ask. Yeah, Morrissey's once you, once you're done, once you're done, it's it's just kind of hard to go back. It's like I tried, I tried hard. It's like dating the same woman seven times. It's like. What's going to change on the eighth go around? Like, do it. Fucking done. We're done here. <laughs> I'm going to put, I'm putting that one on you for giving the seventh day to try after the sixth <laughs> failure. Well, three, three or four. I've gone three or four. I've gone three or four rounds. You haven't? <laughs> I feel taken advantage of. I think I feel taken advantage of with Morrissey. I really do. Because okay, the Smiths will always be stellar. And a lot of the credit doesn't go to Morrissey. To me, it's. Really, Mr. Mars, he deserves a lot of the credit. He was so young when he wrote those songs. The music for the Smiths for a 20-year-old, guitar-wise, is phenomenal. And it's not Morrissey that I love. It really is the music more than anything. Yeah, I, I'd was, concur. I'd agree with that. This, is this the guy behind the... Never mind. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Luke. Take a chance. Come on, take a risk. No, I was... No, I have no idea... Uh, <laughs> There's nothing to do with like who's more out of their depth, Luke talking about the Smiths or Scott talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dial in three one three four five seven seven three four. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, he, nobody from the that Smiths ended up me. in Joy Division, right? Is those are totally oh, separate? Yeah, you're right. That is separate. That's New Order and Joy Division. This is uh, New Order Johnny Joy Division. Yeah, we're talking Johnny Marr, the guitarist of the Smiths, which is not Ian Curtis, who killed him. Ian Curtis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Get the name, but yeah. Ian Curtis, yeah, is the Joy Division. Yeah, he Bro. killed himself. Uh, Damn. Right on the brink of their big success. And then New Order was born out of that. But uh, Johnny Marr is right. a really great guitarist and 
Morrissey is somebody that you just kind of don't like as the years go on and on. I like him less and less. Not be- for his music, it's his existence. I have a too. feeling that I have a feeling you would hate his guts back then too. Like if you were friends with him, if you had the if you had the <laughs> pleasure, if you had the pleasure of knowing him, I imagine it would be a displeasure. <laughs> that did yeah. not seem to me to be a guy that you could just like chill with. No, yeah, he seemed like just pom, just pompousness, tightly wound, fucking hardwired into the into that. Everything he said, look at this guy. Oh, here he goes again. Look at that. There's Morrissey holding everybody up while he delays or cancels the show (laughs) and reschedules or says something so elitist or beyond the pale. Yeah, just like look at that guy. Hey, Stephen, get off the fucking cross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and now now he is. What he is so contrary and it is it's just it's fucking stupid. I don't know. I I heard I was uh listening to a podcast about this. I, I wanted to read the this essay, but I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. There's this philosopher named Giorgio Agamben and he was I actually did a, a paper on him, you know, when I was in grad school and he just he is a, is a very interesting thinker, but he's all of a sudden takes this weird anti-vax turn and it, his philosophy doesn't even make sense in comparison to that. It's like, what what is going on with these people, man? These people have these like, it's like they just have this, they have this internal, this like fucking need for personal freedom. This like one part of their, one part of their like whole worldview that is untouchable by reality. Mm-hmm. And then the second they get upset, they just freak <laughs> the fuck out. It's been very interesting. And it's to like see it's totally inconsistent. To it's like, you, oh, yeah. where is he? I'd like to look at him. Ah, would you look at that? <laughs> oh, where is he? I'd like to look at him. <laughs> no, I do find that interesting. Like that's that's the one that's the one dumb thing a lot of people have just held on to. You know, you see like athletes, fucking doctors, these idiots. You know, I mean. You know, when I see a car like this, first thing I do is I say, would you look at this? When I hear an opinion like (laughs) like that, I was like, would you look? Just look at that. Look (laughs) at it. Come on. Look at that guy's opinion. I hate asking. Where is that coming from? Oh, that's a meme. Yeah, that guy. That guy. 2009 meme shit or whatever. Yeah, that was he was the guy who did the look at that videos in 2009. Exactly. Very good. I think that's exactly the year I recall it. Corey, our friend of ours, told me all about it. He couldn't stop laughing about it and showing it to me. And when I saw it for the first time, I really did think it was one of the funniest things I ever saw. I really did. You know, when I see a car like this, first thing I do is I say, would you look at this? (laughs) Yeah, fucking awful. So let's get to that email. We're talking about your friend Nick, though. I hate every second of that. Would you look at it? Come on, Luke. Just look at it. I'm surprised Luke doesn't like that. Luke likes to laugh. He has a good sense of humor. I do. All right, like let's head on over to. And I have a good sense of humor, which is why I fucking hate that. It's not. Funny. I know. It's odd. Here it is. Uh, don't Luke. The other point I was going to mention about our email, which you guys can email the show, is it safepod at gmail.com, is to mark the emails as unread when you're done with them, just so it's easier for people who haven't read them yet. I'm just saying. You guys don't. Oh mind. no, that's we'll, good. It's, we'll that's a, that's the next step in the evolution of our. Uh, podcast email reading uh, process. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's evolution, baby! Alright. Nick Dufour has emailed he's, the show. He's coming hard. He's, oh, he's hard. He's hard as a villain. 
Uh, this is a friend of John Scott's, correct, John? You just mentioned this earlier, so. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. I'm uh, just checking. Check, 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 check. Jump. Two. Check. One, two. So Nick says, hello, is it safe talk show host? All right. Yeah. You know us. Hey, Nick. You know our lingo. You know what we're about. I like that. That's the kind of guy we like on this show. Going inside. That boy's going inside on us. I like inside baseball and shows. Yes, 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 yes. Moderately long-term listener, first-time emailer. Okay, Nick, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. William Friedkin. Oh, here we go. Luke's going to love this. William Friedkin, good old Bill Friedkin of uh, The Exorcist fame, right? He did The Exorcist. Um, came up on the show a while ago with some blue chips chatter. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, now we're talking, Nick. That was me bringing up the blue chips. Love that movie. And I didn't sure. know until recently that it was a Billy Friedkin movie. So that was news to me. I have never seen blue chips, but have any of you seen Sorcerer or To Live and Die in L.A.? If so, thoughts. Now, I want to jump in on this real quick because we tried to do Live and Die in L.A. on the Cinema 9 podcast, which is a movie podcast I do with my friends Eric and Travis. But but we'll probably do a better review if we do it here. So. Well, we well we did. Eric picked it, which I was surprised by, but I was excited for it because I'd never seen it. But we couldn't find it anywhere, so we had to change it. So we didn't end up doing it. It was really hard to find for some reason. So I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't find it right now. I really wanted to look this up and watch it before today's pod, but I didn't have a chance. I, I, I literally couldn't. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me take another look. In any event, yeah, there's no watch options. So means you can't stream it. That's all that means. You just can't stream it. You have to get a DVD or or watch it or watch it on YouTube in chunks. I tried to torrent that motherfucker. I couldn't find it anywhere. That's a tough one to find. And I can almost find anything. Not that I would ever torrent because that's illegal and people don't do that. You never take advantage unless you pay for something. It's important this to is, be proper. Uh, I'd never, so I never did see this. This was something I... Oh, my God. It's got William Patterson in it. Uh, Billy Patterson, my favorite. I love him. He's Peterson, so good in that Peterson. Shit. Sorry, William Peterson, not Patterson. Oh, Jesus William Christ. Peterson. I love Bill Peterson. We all love Bill Peterson on this show. Are you kidding me? John Turturro, Isn't he William the guy Defoe? who did this? But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Is that Bill Peterson? Uh, well, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Is shit. Bill Peterson the guy he's punching? <laughs> no, he's not. I don't think he is. No, he's in Manhunter. Uh, Scott, have you ever seen To Live and Die in L.A. or Sorcerer, according to the question? I have not seen either of those, but I have seen Killer Joe starring Matthew McConaughey. Yes! Oh, yeah. I love Killer Joe. Killer yeah. Joe's the shit. Yeah, that movie's pretty good. Fucking dark-ass movie. I love that movie. Do you know that was written by the that actor dude? You guys know what I'm talking about? James Franco. No. <laughs> Kate Casey Affleck. Oh, shit. Cruising, too. Yeah, fuck. That movie rips. Cruising is amazing. He cruising. Uh, he incurred a ton of like public backlash over yep. cruising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that movie fucking rips. I was walking out when I was uh, living in New York. I was walking from the what the uh, fuck, man. <laughs> I just disappeared. To... You did. You disappeared. But that's OK. We, we kept talking. So but it closed nobody... my whole. Okay. Nobody well, would it, have noticed if you I'm had sorry. not freaked out. It closed my whole Chrome. Chrome just closed. Like the computer didn't shut down. Chrome just went away. 
I like that the... you said like crumb. You, the way you say it is crumb. Crumb. <laughs> crumb just closed. Who's Harry crumb? crumb. Yeah, yeah, who's Harry crumb? crumb? Just closed. Yeah, your crumbs. Just Anyways, uh, yeah, Killer Joe was written by uh, the guy who also did a follow up later. August Osage County. You ever see that one too? Uh, I I didn't want to. I I just not that there's any good reason. I just didn't want to. Well, you would know him as an actor. He's he's done a bunch of parts. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in. Uh, did anyone see Divorce recently? The TV show on HBO called Divorce. Absolutely not. That's another one. What is with this bummer fucking like string of movies? This guy writes Killer Joe, August of Osage County. What you Divorce? Mean? What is this guy's problem? <laughs> Get a fucking life. He's an actor. Look at a picture of him. Have you seen the picture? You know that guy. It's Tracy Letts is know. his name. Oh, it's Tracy Letts. Okay. He was yeah. in I, Lady I love Bird. Tracy Letts. Yeah, 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 he's I a good actor. He's a solid yeah, yeah. character. Actor. I was li- I was gonna guess Tracy Letts, but I just didn't seem like the that was the right content. I was just yeah, surprised that, that it was him sense. who wrote Killer Joe. It, it was like, oh, well, Tracy Letts wrote that. That's wild. Because I had no idea. He I wrote want that, so. to That's, fit in. That's actually pretty freaking cool. Uh, but Killer Joe was written by Tracy Letts, directed by Billy Friedkin. Is that why you bring it up, Scott? Come again. <laughs> come original. Yeah, no. got that. Come original. Come original. Come on. <laughs> come original. John Scott brought that up because it was a movie, uh, another movie directed by Billy Friedkin. Mm-hmm. Bug also, which was also phenomenal. Oh, I wanted to see Bug, but I didn't get around to seeing that one either. Bug is mm. fucking great. Michael Shannon, holy shit. Oh, I bet it's scary. <laughs> Mike, it's, it's not... Uh, I'll say this, Mike. Now that you're sober, you can watch it. Oh, yeah? Okay. That would oh, not well, be I'm... something I would recommend to you if you were not in the right state of mind. Okay, well, we're thinking outside the bun here. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. We're definitely outside the box now, huh? What do we... Guys, I think we have to have a kind of a... I don't know. A showdown here. It's time to lock it down. How do we feel about 311 as we're in our 40s here, nearing our 40s for some of us, and it's 2022? They've always been... They've always been so bad that they're good. I actually really like them. Like me too. I like the Blue Record Transistor Radio or whatever the fuck that one was called. Sound yeah. System. I go to Battle Beautiful for Disaster. Those. Beautiful Disaster. Yeah, dude. Great I mean, I, like- I can't. So Three Elevens, that kind, they're the kind of band that you're never going to get traction with, like with a significant other. And <laughs> since I've been in a relationship like my entire life, I That's can't funny. even pretend. You know, like if if I try to say something positive about 311, it really just doesn't pay any dividends for me. So I just stay away from it. <laughs> I don't listen to it. I listen to 311 once a year, like on my own terms. Like maybe when I'm out delivering packages or something, I'll I'll listen to 45 minutes of 311. But yeah, I'll go to fucking bat for them. I saw them at uh, Kobo with uh, Jimmy World and Blink 182. Wow, that's a fucking show right there. What a, what a lineup. Hell yeah. <laughs> littering and, uh, and uh, littering and littering and uh, littering like and uh, you can't get any littering and, and 311 and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, littering and smoking the reefer. I will say this. 311 was a part of my youth. 
will always be <laughs> part of that experience. I remember driving up to um, Valley Plaza. Luke, do you remember? You ever hear of Valley Plaza? Do you ever hear mm-hmm. of any of our friends talk about that place? Mm-hmm. Uh, our, oh yes. Dearly, yeah, departed friend Brandon Harview. He his family used to go up there every year. So one year I went up there with his family, me and our friend Luke, Mr. Coomer, Keith, and we sat in the back of a pickup truck that was a closed, like a you know, it was what do they call that? The uh, you put a the top bed on the of the truck. Pickup? No, oh, the, they put a the top tunnel on cover. It. Yeah, they covered. So this is like a hardcover truck, and we're in the back of it. They're going 75 up the freeway, and the three teenagers are in the back. We got a dumb boombox because there's only CDs and boomboxes in 1995. And we're listening to 311, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, and something else. And that was pretty much it. It was that blue album with Down on it. And I I had that album. I owned that album. And I knew that album front to back. Down. Well, all mixed oh, up yes. on that. All mixed up. Oh, kind of oh yeah. That was the big, big hit that uh, we made. I used to make fun of the... Amy Bakers and all the people who sang that. I'm like, that's not 311. Fuck you. You know, like I knew better. Oh, my God. Yeah, you think about Amy Baker now? Uh, no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> no? I mean, you know, she was she was reasonable. She was cool. I don't know. She was an awesome no, person. she's great. No, she's a, yeah. She turned, <laughs> she's a super cool person. Uh, nothing like that. It just the way you said it made it sound, uh, yeah, lascivious. But they, 311 had like this song. So it's called Purpose. So they got this groove they can do, not just like heavy jam. They can kind of zone you out to stony, Caribbean-esque. I don't know. <laughs> Luke's, Luke, you don't hate 311, Luke, do you? Luke's rubbing his temples right now. Just, I'm, trying I'm, just adding, I'm just trying to, I'm just like uh, getting the full effect while they're singing. I'm just like massaging my temple. I mean, is there anything that is just more late nineties on this shit? This is outrageous. Oh, maybe uh, like Limp Bizkit would, that would define that maybe, but yeah, you're right. Okay. All right. I got to stop this. We can't no more. I'm going to no Luke put his foot down. Wow. See, you That's see? I told you I wouldn't. <laughs> every every woman I've dated has had the same reaction to 311 as Luke. <laughs> I have a very I have a very feminine response to 311. Just clenched, clenched teeth staring off into space. Like, oh, fucking yeah. kill this idiot Please if I have to listen to three more minutes. End. Well, then I get all go. excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. <laughs> Okay, let's get back to Nick's email. So Nick was saying, no, I, so we didn't know a lot about those movies. Sorcerer and To Live and Die in L.A. Uh, here Sorry. we go. No, Regar- we will get back to it at some point, but we do not know anything about those movies. I watched those. True. I want to see them. I want to watch them. I will. Absolutely. They're on my list now, Absolutely. Nick. Absolutely. Regarding simulation theory, sci- oh boy, science fiction is my favorite genre. I love a lot of stories that have a simulation questioning reality and perception layers of reality aspect to them. But I sometimes find the actual discussion of simulation theory (laughs) insufferable. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Someone is finally saying it. You think you think he's I think you think he's about to say something different. Well, let's see what he says. I'm hoping y'all will find an interesting way to talk about it. One of the most okay, so one of the most infuriating movies I have seen in the past few years is the recent 
Rodney Osher documentary, A Glitch in the Matrix. It might be worth checking out as a contribution to this topic, but your mileage will likely vary. One of my biggest sticking points is that some people use the idea of a simulation to say that nothing we do matters and to absolve themselves of responsibility. Yes, I agree. It's sometimes so yes. obvious to me that an act of kindness in a simulation is still an act of kindness and an act of harm in a simulation is still an act of harm. The more interesting questions to me are the follow-up questions after what if we live in a simula simulation? Why would we be in a simulation? What would the world be like outside the simulation? When was the simulation started, etc.? I feel like I have already gone too long on this, so I'll end my note here. Regards, Nick. Nick, you never yes. go too long on this show. We fucking love it. Three cheers and then some for you. Standing email. And you can give us a jumping off point for discussion. So oh, yeah. let's go back to this, guys. So he broke down that people, first off, use simulations for absolving actions whether they're kind or harmful what do we think of this i don't know it seems like there are a lot of other good reasons to just be morally bankrupt than to go so far as to say well we're just living in a simulation so i'm gonna rape pillage and plunder uh <laughs> it's 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 interesting but i don't know for one i just it is pop it like the discussion around it is just pompous and fucking meandering and how did he say what, what did he oh insufferable that's a pretty good yes. word <laughs> yeah that is describe. a great yeah. word I gotta, oh I what, what was what's the word oh, oh yeah nailed. insufferable <laughs> what is the word that means uh i would fucking kill myself as opposed to listen to the rest of this yeah insufferable <laughs> that's a great um, word insufferable why would we be in a simulation i don't know when was the simulation started i, I don't know the big bang the, the simulations uh, come with the Big Bang. What would the world be like outside of the simulation? Uh, well, I happen to firmly believe that we're not living in a simulation because that seems kind of ridiculous to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's 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 fun, like for conjecture and whatnot. But I I don't. I just can't buy that. I like I like the hard reality that we're just carbon-based life forms living in a fucking world fit for us that like living in america <laughs> exactly this is america jack this is nothing wrong <laughs> this is just uh this is just america it's no fucking computer program you know and just like god you know i mean i reserve the right to change my opinion on this if you just show me concrete <laughs> evidence you know unplug me from the matrix and then we can have a discussion or you know, if the Lord comes down, I've got to the very end to, to say, OK, I, I see it now. You know, when the rapture comes, I'll say, oh, shit, I, I believe it now. Is it too late to get on to get on the wagon? Yeah, yeah I feel this too late. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah. if, God, if God is everywhere, all powerful, like so if God is omniscient, omnipresent, uh, omnipotent, uh, how on earth would it matter? Time is then time is yeah. irrelevant to God. So God would also know be able that to accept him at any point. God would also know that an atheist, you know, feels the way they do. And that well, didn't I'm God saying right now, just way? in case, uh, didn't God make you an atheist? Because didn't he predetermine your fucking path in life and tell, yeah. you, to, tell, <laughs> yeah. tell you to challenge his sheep so that uh, they could become better followers? I mean, come on. Uh, who gives a fuck? Everything happens for a reason. 
all that stuff is ridiculous. Is there a more fucking annoying life view than everything happens for a reason? That shit, that, that pisses me no. off more than Morrissey. Uh-oh. Well, I'm there actually might now, be then. there actually I'm might be trouble. one. It is the idea that we live in a simulation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a girlfriend who's big into that. That's like she has Uh-oh. always used that line. Everything, everything happens for a reason makes absolute zero sense to me. Mike, you should watch. Uh, you should watch. My name is Earl, with her. Oh, we could do that because that yeah. won't freak her out because it's a comedy. Uh, yeah, the show, the show is all about him feeling like karma. Karma's a bitch, and he really needs to like figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> she has said that the first time I ever met her. She was always like, "Everything happens for a reason." It used to drive me fucking bonkers. I used to give her shit all the time, like, and constantly argue about it. Like, come on. Are you serious? Have you taken a look around? Why does that happen? Why would this happen for a reason? Why do I have diarrhea for yeah. a reason? Well, actually, I do. I ate something shitty, probably, and I had diarrhea. But you just you gotta makes... you gotta be very very careful to close your aperture to a very tight little pinpoint in your life. <laughs> so otherwise, what? it's very scary. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Homeless people uh, invading Iraq, uh, blowing yep. up fucking Syria, uh, genocide in Yemen from Saudi Arabia using weapons that we actually provide them. Our entire political system, which seems to be pretty much uh, just designed to create fucking uh, cruelty and just bloodlust across the goddamn globe right now our current moment which is everybody even the mainstream media actually like begging for war and talking about shit like a fucking no-fly zone do you know what that means, <laughs> that, means that means the potential of nuclear war that means the potential yeah. of nuclear fucking war we are standing at the precipice if 75 percent of americans believe in a fucking no-fly zone i don't think 75 percent of americans have any fucking idea what a no-fly zone actually means it means you're shooting yeah. down fucking russian jets it means we're directly involved in this military conflict and it means that there is potentially going to be nuclear fucking weapons that are going to start to be activated Bombs. It's possible. Fucking bombs? It's fucking possible. But everything happens for a reason, so don't worry about it. Here's the thing. Just don't worry about it. Move <laughs> on, and uh, things will work themselves out. I mean, I understand bombs, bombs, it's bombs. it's comfortable to people. It's just like, you know, Jesus. That, that makes people feel comfortable. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm like certainly not bagging on anyone who, you know, your girlfriend or anyone else who finds comfort and meaning in in that you know yeah. maxim but I, I just it's it's pathetic fallacy it's it's just like it it doesn't it doesn't logically follow and that's you know not to make it about something lesser than that but that's kind of like i can't even suspend disbelief enough to watch a superhero movie i'm certainly not gonna <laughs> i'm certainly not gonna live my life uh, according <laughs> to some you know some like Man. Wait, you're uh, dropping bombs too, dude. Ruffy the John. Yeah, John. <laughs> John uh, who was it that you didn't know was Batman? Bruce uh, Wayne. <laughs> I was asking John. I think I, think I, I think I found out Bruce Wayne was Batman when I saw the Joker in like 2019. <laughs> or no, yeah, rather, <laughs> I think I left the theater and I was like, I, I left the theater after we saw the Joker and I was like. Okay, so Bruce Wayne is Batman, right? <laughs> Dude, and everyone was like, yeah. 
I was like, all right. And then we and then we went and got uh, slush puppies or something. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so great. funny. You probably haven't seen the new The Batman then, I would assume. No, I haven't seen no. it either, so say nothing. I have given uh, a name to my pain. I still have, I, yeah, the pain for me is like, I still have to like, I still have to endure all this because like, I will never let it go. I need to watch these. Uh, it's stuck into my DNA somehow. But Yeah, they got but you too, young. That's what they do. But as an additional point, not to like just shit on people that believe in like things like uh, people that say that everything happens for a reason. I think what they mean is they mean something about karma, which is like do good things. Good mm-hmm. things will happen to you. They're mistaken about the good things that happen to you part. Plenty of people do tons and tons and tons of good things uh, endlessly and they do nothing but uh, suffer. But the fact that they get a lot of value out of the good things they do makes it seem like if you're looking at it from the outside, it makes it seem like things are going pretty well. Like, oh, this person, no way. This person is happy. She's okay with paying for her kids' uh, school supplies. Um, she does it all the time. She actually drives lunches and dinners to her this, her students' families' houses. This is somebody like uh, I saw a documentary on. She actually drives. She like puts together lunches and dinners and drives them to her students' houses uh, because they can't afford dinner and. She pays for it all out of her own fucking pocket. And that is somebody who is not asking anything from the world. She is merely doing that. And that's why she that's why she was even like part of this uh, part of this project. But she she just does it out of her own <laughs> the goodness of her own dumb old heart. <laughs> Your old and, dumb old and, heart. Good to hear and, that one. It's been a while. And, yeah, and she, uh, the pure soul, that's great. What has come back on her? I mean, what has come back on her family members or the people that she lives in the projects with and all that? I mean, it's just, it's, come on. It, it's, oh, I mean, there are. I, I just, it is, it's a comforting mindset. And like, sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you block your shit out. And actually, this does fit into like the simulation discussion. That is part of the simulation, is like part of being like, it's, being able to experience a world that's an entirely symbolic order, an imaginary world that is it's it's real in when it comes back to you in in the form of, you know, in the form of like some form of authority or something. So that is the way the real world works. I mean, you talk to somebody, you know, all the dark shit about them. Uh, but you you choose to block that kind of stuff out, right? Like, say you're having a say you're having a date with somebody. Uh, you want to believe that this person is uh, pure, nice, whatever. But you're like, I don't know. I met her at the club. Uh, seems like could be pretty promiscuous, or vice versa. This guy is pretty promiscuous. He clearly has a lot of skeletons buried in that fucking mattress. Uh, but I'm going to choose to ignore all of that right now. And I'm going to just treat this guy like he is some form of idealized version of the person that I want to meet and the person that I want yeah, to know. I'm asking you this because you're my oldest friend in the world. How is uh, that not part of okay. the simulation? What? Are you sure you want to do That is right, a virtual, it's a virtual world that is realer than the real world because we're just, don't confront the real world that often. Hmm. 
What's okay, the well, simulation like a like a Sim City 2000? Remember that my, shit. My personal my personal <laughs> Do you feeling. You want to take a leap of faith. My personal feeling about the simulation is that it is the kind of like technological technological version of I don't know a, a more kind of robust philosophical uh, version of like psychoanalytics. You are fake news. It's like the virtual world, and then there's a simulation. I think the virtual world is something that you can you can actually analyze and you can get a lot more out of. I think the simulation is is just a I don't know part of the evolution of just kind of like uh, the technical synthesis synthesis of the of like philosophy, uh, kind of like Matrix. Like it's a synthesis of like philosophy and just like uh, technical know how. We got a moron here. Computers or something. I, I don't really think it's. I don't. I I think in the end, in the end, uh, what's what's the fucking difference? If pain hurts and if doing good acts feels good, then what is the fucking difference if it's simulated or not? No, I can't take the time off work. So yeah, ult ultimately, the time off work in the simulation. Are you ultimately? What's the point? Why does work exist in a simulation? We have a simulation without work. I mean, what the fuck? I don't get it. I want to go back real quickly to uh, my girlfriend. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something to think about. My girlfriend and everything that happens for a reason. She's very sweet and kind and caring. and She's tremendously Lovely. empathetic. Yeah. She's very empathetic to people. And she uses a lot of the, the universe is telling us stuff. It, she mixes that in too, Scott. I bet that would piss you off as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the shit annoying. about the moon doesn't bother me as much as like these <laughs> these trite fucking maxims about how to live. But like karma bothers me more than like the, the oh. moon and the stars and the sky. This is America, Jack. Yeah, well, this is definitely America. And in this country, there's people who love talking about the universe is telling them things. It, the universe is telling us this is our moment. It guided us here. Uh, you know, hey, we got this parking spot. Because it was meant to be. We're supposed to be here right now in this parking spot, and we got it because the universe wanted us to have it. And something amazing is going to happen when we walk into this target. Well, if there's one thing that human beings hate, it's uncertainty. It's not knowing. It's unanswerable questions. Mm -hmm. And it just things like that and like things like religion. I mean, basically, like taking a widescreen are just ways to assuage the pain of being alive and like having to deal with the fact that the fucking universe is governed by chaos. And that's really all that yeah. I see. And that's fine. And I can, and I'm, I work to be comfortable with that fact. That's how I expend my energy, making sure that the fact that chaos reigns supreme doesn't fucking throw me <laughs> off, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> That's okay. Like it's totally fine with me. I yeah, the you other thing, saying, yeah. your job is to make sure that chaos reigns supreme. <laughs> yeah. I, for a second, well, I kind of disconnected. You know, that's just that like uh, your wow. opinion, man. The other thing <laughs> too is my girlfriend doesn't want to know anything about the real world and the true pain of it. She can't handle it. She's such an empath that she'll like she'll crumble. Yes. So mm -hmm. it also gives you that. a window I get that. into her. Yeah, it, it's like it's like it. watching uh, videos of fur farms. It it like is so fucking difficult to watch. Um, I I just I can't I can't like detach myself from it and watch it coldly. I just uh, it's it's too fucking blood boiling. Uh, it's impossible. So I get it. 
And so if you're even more empathetic, if you're, you know, somebody who's truly a good soul, it might be hard to even look at uh, the suffering of the guy on the street. But that might be the kind of suffering you need to you need to confront, you need to face and you need to be able to handle. Because uh, if you're living in a world where you feel like you feel (gasps) like things happen for a reason then you are now justifying homelessness and you're justifying poverty and you're justifying starving and you're justifying child poverty and all that stuff. Who the hell are you? So you got to be careful. We came to wreck everything and ruin your life. <laughs> yeah, that, I'll give you an example of this. We were in Toronto back last September and we went to get something to eat. We walked to find a sushi joint. We walked for like 45 minutes to get to this really, really nice place that was going to be not just your standard shithole. Uh, I don't know. what P.F. Chang's? Is that sushi? I don't know. Non-commercial trash that is chain fest. But maybe P.F. Chang's is good. What do I know? They probably have sushi. <laughs> Anyways, they have frozen food now. You can just buy P.F. Chang's in the frozen food section, which is hilarious to me. Well, I've yes. still never been to a P.F. Chang's. Well, that's that's what makes us great. Yeah, hey. as a continent, we just we buy we just buy things for fifty dollars a plate when we could just buy them frozen at the fucking grocery store. <laughs> this is America, Jack. Yeah, it's definitely sure America. Pretty sure TGI Fridays has uh, seasoned fries in the uh, frozen food <laughs> section. <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. They definitely do. So does Checkers. I. So we found this place to eat, and we were waiting for our food for like a half hour. And so we walked over to this park because it was getting dark, and the park was filled with tents and encampments for homeless people. And yep. she just started, started, she couldn't talk anymore. She started tearing up, and she got super emotional. She was confronted with a reality that she knows exists, but she tries to block it out of her mind, right? And that is the type of person that gets connected with Everything happens for a reason, and the universe is talking to me, and good things are going to happen. Because they're trying to also focus in on their individual life. Like, she wants mm-hmm. the best for her individual experience. Mm-hmm. Not, like, the best where everyone else suffers, but just to really connect with people and maximize her abilities and career and her family and yada, yada, our relationship. But when she's confronted with that reality, it's so painful she can't even function. Yeah. I think a, l- a lot of people want to avoid that entirely. Yeah, and empathy comes with like its own funny brand of like survival mechanisms. Like that's almost like uh, it's not to say that she's ignoring it or doesn't want to see it. It's sure. just that like you got to fucking protect yourself and survive and not fall to pieces every time you see something like that. So as someone, you know, I, I, I'm probably only, you know, 15% is empathetic. I feel, I feel like I'm a, you know, relatively empathetic person, <laughs> but are, if I was are just, an empathetic person, but if I was so, if I just mm-hmm. internalized the weight of the world, I would need things to kind of, I would need to know what the maze was to kind of wriggle out of those situations. So I think I would want that kind of structure and that kind of uh, meaning it, just as to not fucking literally just vaporize under the weight of every injustice in the world. So Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. Yeah. (laughs) Like you would be, you would really go out of your way to make sure Sabrina ate that vagina. Yeah, that is true. Don't just stare at it. I mean, it's, there is, there's a deflection. There's a deflection. that's that's A lot of truth there. Yeah, There's a deflection that's required because, um, 
having like bearing that weight or at least having she she is coming into she's coming to close contact with the contradictions of uh, her wants and desires and what she wants for others and she is understanding that those two things are going to be an impossible at an impossible impasse there is going to be no way to save those people there is going to be no way to do anything for them other than uh, other than maybe I don't know just like cough up a few bucks as you go by do your best but you're not ever going to you're not you're not going to bridge that gap in terms of what you think the dream is for everybody that dream is is foreclosed upon for a lot of people it's only accessible to you if middle class and up some people can pull themselves up by their bootstraps uh from bottom up maybe but you know the the homeless it's almost luckily she's in canada so i don't have to uh i don't have to insinuate that she'd be one of these people that would have voted for biden but this is like your classic type of biden voter doesn't want to doesn't want to uh doesn't want to actually like look at the problem or even fucking think about it too much it's so much easier to make sure that you know things happen for a reason and maybe there's like a structure that's going to like take care of take care of all the problems that we have and i'll just pay whatever taxes i'm asked for and uh, never demand anything else and i i yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> there's not not a lot we can do on on the ground other than become activists which is you know also not a fucking good use of your fucking time either what we need are all these fucking middle of the road fucking dipshits in the u.s to to start uh thinking more and understanding more about the world so that we don't have the same two fucking parties i'd be an activist if i got paid 25 or 30 bucks an hour to do it fuck you dickhead wait 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 i didn't mean that i didn't mean that <laughs> hey, we got two more emails we got to get to, so why don't we get to those as we continue forth here on the Is It Safe podcast? And Nick, very we'll, interesting. We'll, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to the rest of Nick's too, but yeah, we we got to move mean? on. We covered that thing. What did we not cover? Oh, I just feel, oh, I you know what? You're right. Move on. Sorcerer, okay, sorcerer uh, to live and yeah, die in we, L.A. That's to be continued. Yes, to be continued. To be Homework. Continued. Homework. 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 Danny Bennett checking in, the original Is It Safe podcast loyalist. He started the loyalist committee for the Is It Safe podcast, and there's going to be scheduled subcommittees coming soon. Danny says, real simply, what is your biggest fear? Cheers. That's it. That's the email. What is your biggest fear? <laughs> Cheers. I can tell you right now, mine's easy. You guys have something ready to go? Or is, is, your, tough? is your spiders? No. <laughs> it's bugs. Although, you don't like no. bugs. Oh, bugs is not. But, but Germs. I love bugs. Germs, bugs, spiders. Germs and bugs have gone way down over the years. I've I've had to be a man in my relationship, so I've really gotten. I have to take control of the bug situation when Leanne freaks out. So nice. I've really grown there. And, Good for uh, you. Yeah. And with germs, too. I share everything with her, and it's really reduced that. I share everything with her. Everything. Yeah, so. I think you got to go first then because I don't have a ready-made response. Well, it's simple. Uh, also, the correct answer would have been not those two. It would have been mice. Mice terrify me. Mice. <laughs> Damn it. Rodents. I knew yes. It. 
We talked yes. about rats last week or two weeks ago, but yes. whatever. Uh, oh. oh, God. I, yeah, while you ran Rodents. off when that rat showed up uh, in your bag of food, <laughs> me and Scott were talking about how yeah. awful it is to have, like, oh rodents, mice in your life. It's just the worst. So, for me, it's real simple. It's just death. I, I can get... I get so terrified thinking about my death. I'll sit alone late at night Lame. and I'll start to, it'll sit in my mind and I'll be sitting. Oh my God. That's it. That's going to be the end. It's over. I'll never get to see any of the people I love in my life ever again. There's no repeats. There's no second chances. And the more I start to think about it, the more my heart starts to race and I get really terrible. I get super uncomfortable. It's this horrendous. It's so horrendous. This is why fear and trauma are like they are they are part of the symbolic order. They are virtual. They're not real because once you're dead, it doesn't matter. So you're ah, afraid exactly. of something that <laughs> you're afraid of something that you'll never control. It's like, I know it just, okay, that, it's yeah, gonna happen when it happens. Gonna, but like, I know it's gonna happen too, so I have of? to th- But what it's doing is it's infecting your fucking actual life. That fear is a is a recurring echo in the life that you actually live. So it is now manipulating your own reality. It is affecting your brain and making you upset and making you not enjoy what you can. The little bit that you can get out of this fucking world should not be infected by a fucking irrational fear over something that is absolutely final. But I'm death, as death mad as hell, one. and I'm not going to take this anymore. Death is the only one. You can be afraid of cancer, but don't be afraid of death. Yeah, I think it would be, mine would be something <laughs> like, uh, dude, you know, a movie fucking freaked me out when I first saw it was the diving bell and the butterfly. When oh. dude has like a, has a stroke and gets locked in syndrome. I don't even want to like see that. Dude. Something, something like that. I, I Julian, guess that's a, uh, akin, akin to death, but. Uh, this is a big night for me tonight, gents. I, uh, I have an important announcement to make. Julian Schnabel, 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 yeah, Schnabel, Schnabel. Yeah, that that shit's that's terrifying. Fucking, that is one of the most terrifying scenes in any movie that I've seen. So I, I'm afraid of that. But if that's kind of specific and goes along with death, like being tortured, like I, it's like I'm afraid of. I mean, I don't think that's actually going to happen. But that seems pretty fucking terrible. But to make it easy, Ooh. if to, like in a one word answer, I guess like failure i'm pretty guilty of being afraid of failure i think it's why i don't i why i don't try a lot of shit why i don't like attempt to do anything because Mm -hmm. i i don't know like i i should it's funny because i i function really well with doubt like if someone doubts me i'll run through a fucking brick wall to like (laughs) prove them wrong but then i'll but then i'll I'll turn around like own neck like logical like fucking logical fallacy though then i'll like i'm afraid to fail it's like those things seem like they would go hand in hand like i don't want to try anything that i might fail because i don't want to be i don't want to feel i don't want to self-loathe or i don't want to be ridiculed or i don't want you know to look like some asshole because I attempted something and came up way short. But then I can say that at the same time, if someone's like, Oh, I bet you can't fucking fly. Like I'll jump out of a six story window. (laughs) A man on acid jumped out of a window. (laughs) I've just been in failure mode for so long. I I don't fear that anymore. Just the uh, sky is the limit at this point. It's like I can't, I can't really. I've, 
mean, this is my father last night. I wasn't my homeless, homeless but I wasn't homeless, homeless, but I was pretty, pretty homeless. I was like, if if my friend had decided, like, no, no, you can't stay here anymore. I I didn't even have the money to get back to Michigan. Like the phone will fun. always lose. Do you hear me, Lebowski? But this see, is New, I'm, New York. I'm, rich, I'm assuming I'm rich with friends. Exactly. Yeah. Back back when I was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm rich. You moved with in friends, with me. And thank God that that. Yeah. Thank God I had a. Thank who? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, universe. Thank you, universe, for making sure that things. Thank you, simulation. Thank you, simulation. I really thank you, Jesus, for a reason. Even though they didn't need to at all, uh, didn't need to do that, and none of that needed to happen in the way it did. <laughs> but that's how it went down. And uh, yeah. yeah, thank God Mike was around. Had uh, a couch to sleep on. Oh, you had more than that. We had plenty for you. It was free for all. Anyway, what but, is, what's my biggest fear? Yeah, what is yeah, it? Yeah, what is it? Shit. Um, I know this one, but it's too personal, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> not like cool on my say. Uh, yeah, I know. That's okay. I'm not going to, though. Okay. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. It's very clear that... It's a doozy! <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Actually, really do I? Okay, hold on. I'm not gonna let you say it if it's if it's too personal. No, what do you think um, it is? What do you come on? Give it to us. We're all being honest here, Luke. On the Is It Safe podcast. Well, I don't know. My biggest fear is probably um, neoliberalism. I don't know, man. I got <laughs> so I got, that's already happening. You're living that. The thing is, the thing is, all the all the fears, all the fears that I've I've had for so long have compounded for. For so long that uh, it's like created this goddamn fucking mass, you know, this like <laughs> dense mm. fucking star that I can't, uh, I just, I can't even disentangle it anymore. It's like a fucking ball of yarn that turned into like molten lava. So I actually, yeah, don't, I don't even fucking know. It's, it's all fucking financial anxiety. It's, it's, uh, you know, uh, losing people I love. But I mean, I guess my biggest, Fear is is probably uh shit bumping into an ex girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, there's a lot of them. There's, there's too many to fucking. I was I was in the bar once. I was in, I was working at the bar. I was in Brooklyn. I was working at the bar, and I swear to fucking Christ, I saw my ex-girlfriend. My ex-girlfriend from, like, California. And I hit at the end of the bar. I hit at the end of the bar for, like, a half an hour until I could positively identify her as not my ex-girlfriend. I've never been so scared in my life. (laughs) That and all the <laughs> nightmares I have, but you know, I can't explain those. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, well, that's what I think of. Now I'm gonna think of this forever. Whenever <laughs> you're fear of running into an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I think of this sound. Here. Who wants to run into an ex? It's the worst. It's just the chit chat. It's almost a Larry David level type, uh, like fear. It's like Do I'm a stop so. And chat? 
I am so annoyed by the idea of having a stop and chat with an ex-girlfriend that it is like it has like gotten to threat level red fear, even though there's nothing to be afraid of. You're doing better than Mike and I then, because it's like death, failure. Ah, just running into that ex. I just I can't be afraid of death because <laughs> oh uh, yeah, he's so fucked up happen. though. He can't even tell you what it is. That's his thing though. He's yeah, like, ah. exactly. He just told it's you it was like five much. different things intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. It's I told you. It's more I, I'm gonna love, take man. mine. At least I know what mine is very clearly. I'll tell you when the volcano blows, and uh, I actually get a real good sense of what the real fear is. <laughs> All right, let, we got one more email we got to knock out here. Let's head on. Thank you, Danny. That was a simple question. What was that? How many words was that email? But it was very, five. very, <laughs> five. Very poignant. Nailed it. Five to ten. Lastly, guess who's back? Mr. Pink is back. Mr. Pink, we for those of you who don't know. Still don't know this person, do we? No, we don't. It's a fascinating mystery. Who this is? is great. Mr. Pink, I, is it I a like woman? I like the mystery, yeah. Fantastic. Is it, is it a bot? It could be a bot. Hell, I don't know. We have no idea. But Mr. Pink wrote a very wordy and somewhat fascinating email last time out. So let's see what Mr. Pink has to say this time. And, of course, you could be like Mr. Pink is a safe pod at gmail.com. Thanks for reading and responding to my email last week. I was definitely in a mood. I've been all over the place when it comes to religion. Not quite a Reformed Catholic, but I definitely bought into the Bullshit. Oh, for far too long. I was out of my depth. What did you say all for? <laughs> I think well, we're all pretty end. much in agreement. I like it. It's nice and smooth. Oh, Definitely no, no. bought into the bullshit for too long. <laughs> no, I'm done with you. That is bullshit. Yeah, well, maybe it is bullshit. I was out of my depth on your movie talk about Rob Reiner and Aaron Sorkin. I don't usually think too deeply about those kinds of things. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. If I like something, <laughs> because it's about Rob Reiner and Ernst. <laughs> because it's so fucking specific. <laughs> it I, is so specific. That's what I it almost, is. I almost want, I almost want like an honorary degree from whatever university this person is writing from. I don't think that deeply about these. Uh, you guys get honorary <laughs> degrees. Man, this is some in, bullshit. In cheap trivia, <laughs> cheap movie trivia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, Anyways. who the hell should know that? <laughs> who the fuck knows Aaron Sorkin wrote that? What? Well, some think, people. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no, I some think, people do. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I don't know. Aaron Sorkin's very well known. Bullshit! Uh, okay. <laughs> if, if I, I like something... something, I like something. <laughs> yeah, if I like something, I like something. Very clear, Sounds like Mr. the Supreme Pink. Court, man. That's great. That's like the Brennan Court. Uh, the, you know, art is art. Right it is. That's right. Certainly Duke is Duke. I did really enjoy the newsroom and enjoyed the drops you played. Jeff Daniels, Will McAvoy rant was pretty good. It was on point when it first aired, but seems even more poignant now. Bullshit! Oh, I think oh he that missed a chance. Bullshit. He or she missed a chance to say on poignant now, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, it's their email and they're allowed <laughs> to do whatever they want. That would have been a really want, so. stupid pun anyways. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> looking well, for a cheap yeah. laugh it, what's Look, funny is i was immediately go ahead go ahead keep going no 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 what were you immediately what tell me no i was talking about the the first the first line before they even you know why people OPEC. don't like liberals the very first thing that i thought was like oh like fucking opec so go ahead and read it 
Ah, okay, we're back. Uh, how about those gas prices? I can't think of... I didn't really notice the gas prices, by the way, guys, until I got gas yesterday or the night before last when I paid four. It fucking... It's it just shifted on a dime. It was literally, what, it was Saturday, Sunday, pun. maybe it was like this weekend. It, it went or, from like... It was like 350 and then it was 430 Didn't you... You should get a fucking pay raise. I mean, now, not later. Like, I mean, this is going to kill the Wait, type of work you saying, you're doing. Are you mm -hmm. saying? And with a straight are you face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? <laughs> a fucking gig worker is supposed to get uh, rights, stipends, uh, coverage for any of the expenses they incur on a daily basis. No uh, way. Maybe potentially something towards the uh, repairs on their goddamn cars, which are going to be fucking inevitable. Oh, uh, dude, my yeah. <laughs> the shocks, the shocks and struts on my car are Jesus just fucking Christ. beat to Christ right now. Oh, he's anyway. fucking a right, dude. The only I, by way, the way here, I'll pay for your fucking videos. shots and struts if you take it straight to Jeff Bezos fucking house and you burn <laughs> it down. I've You're seen a great opportunity, John. You are. I've seen parts of your the fucking town that you guys grow up in that you don't even know exists. Those are the roads. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been killing it yes. with those road videos He's on TikTok. A, oh, People love that shit. And that could oh be you, God. Scott. Scott, you could be making maybe get a side gig as a TikToker showing the real nasty truth behind. If you guys need a if you guys roads. need sick shortcuts in Pinkney and White oh. Lake. Uh, yes. I got those for you. I, I used to when I used to uh, when I used to substitute teach out there. Absolutely. All right, let's get back to the email. Okay, so how about those gas prices? I can't think of a better example that shows how America's influence on the global stage has waned. Wow. I think it's a function of our aging empire. That's a good name for a band. Thanks for coming out. We're aging empire. I like that. But also a function Absolutely. of our interconnected world economy. How so much of our lives is predicated on good relations with a growing number of influential countries and multinational corporations. I don't know about you, but it seems like if this had happened in the 80s or 90s, all we would need to do is make a call to OPEC. There you go. And they'd crank up the volume. Now with China sucking a large amount of global oil supply, the corrupt Saudi regime, America's unwillingness to be greedy and take Iraq's oil for ourselves the two times we had a chance in my lifetime and corporate profiteering becoming acceptable. The average Joe just has no choice but to grin and bear it. Oh, well, off to dig my fallout shelter. Smoke them if you got them. I want to have my kicks before the whole shithouse goes yeah. up in flames. Uh, this, this, Pinky. All right, all right we're going to, I got to stop. We got to stop talking about who this might be brand new listener actually starting to kill me because i thought you two had a beat on it uh -uh. and i just sort of was sitting in the back like i don't really give a shit these guys will figure it out it's i think it's some friends. i think it's one of our friends fucking trolling us i feel like a it's great though god pinky you must be loving this just us talking about it god, i'm so fucking confused look at it like <laughs> I mean, is there anyone having more fun listening to us blather about this random shit than maybe? This yeah, Scott, he's like the Riddler. You know who that is? Stop it! <laughs> no yeah. spoilers. 
I'm just the Riddler. I just you know who the Riddler is. Uh, yeah, I know is, he's, he's the person that wore the uh, the suit. You didn't know who Bruce Wayne was. I know, yeah, but I know look, who... you know who the Riddler is. You know what the Riddler does. He riddles. I Batman, do. John right? Scott does it. John Scott didn't hey, know Bruce Wayne was Batman. I've known who Bruce Wayne is for three years now. Lay off. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> well, uh, all right. We've, we've had two years of a pandemic. I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, you're right. That was a that was a minute ago. Well, the bottom line is. That email is funny. That's a great closeout. Well, I love how he's going to watch the whole shit house go up in flames, and he's going to get his fill before that happens. Man, yeah, smoke him if you got him is one of my favorite phrases. That shit's awesome. We'll we don't use that fill. enough, do we? No, that's great. I love that. Yeah, what uh, happened? Where did that go, you know? What, smoke Can you say got? why America is the greatest country in the world? Because you can say smoke him if you got him. That's why it's the greatest country in the world. You can't you can't say that anymore because uh there's uh <laughs> because of the moral majority that fucking completely stopped that. You know, there there is definitely there's anyhow, there there's a fucking moral majority that is Part of all this, uh, okay. Let's get past the fucking smoking. We got them thing. Uh, world economy and how much of our lives predicated upon good relations with a growing number of influential countries, etc. Uh, if you want to complain about, if you want to complain about uh, whether or not we've got oil reserves coming out of Saudi Arabia, um, you know, understand how Biden apparently has uh, refused to actually meet with MBS. And that has like literally caused a fucking uh, problem. It's caused an international problem because he's refused. He's just literally refusing to do it. Whereas like, you know, one thing, one good thing that Trump did, um, maybe there were several, but you know, one good thing that Trump really did is he actually met with Putin as, as uh, odd and bizarre as that is met with Putin, met with fucking MBS. uh, And those types of those types of actions actually do help things like I don't know prices for oil. They just do, you know. When you piss these people off, they're all just imagine they're all basically like Trump. The only thing that anyone here seems to understand is the cult of personality around someone like President Trump. They don't understand the cult of personality around Obama. They don't understand the cult of personality around someone like Hillary. They they refuse to acknowledge that there is some form of kind of cultish fucking attitude around people like that. What they can only understand is that there's something bizarre about somebody like Donald Trump. But somebody like Donald Trump actually managed to uh, kind of calm down those very same things that are causing our goddamn fucking gas prices to go up right now. I'm sorry, but OPEC uh, does nothing but create fucking they they create fake shortages to crank do. up prices. That is what they do. They're a fucking cartel. Oh, they're an oil. They're an oil cartel, and I'm not saying it's a good thing at all. But they're a fucking oil cartel, and China taking up large amounts of oil is not a thing. Um, they might be buying a large amount of oil, but they are not. It's nothing to do with the fact that our prices are high or low. Uh, the corrupt Saudi regime. I mean, we've been fucking giving them money for what, 40, 50 fucking years. And we've been dumping trillions of dollars into their fucking economy. 
so mm-hmm. they can uh, they can fucking attack Yemen, uh, you know, and our unwillingness to be greedy. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? How, oh. We weren't greedy enough going into fucking Iraq and like destroying their whole fucking country and like did, murdering a million fucking people. Like, how greedy should we be? I'm not, I don't like this comment at all, or at least I'll say this. I don't, I disagree with it uh, completely. And what, they had, we had two chances in our lifetime to be more greedy in Iraq? What? Because I really need the money. How could we be more greedy in Iraq? How much money was made off of, uh, off of the invasion of Iraq for fucking American companies in the SEC. Think of uh, fucking Halliburton. How much money do they make? Give me a fucking break. Corporate profiteering becoming acceptable. Becoming acceptable? What the f- What are we talking about? Hmm. Corporate yeah. profiteering becoming acceptable now? Oh, this is... It's now a problem. This wasn't a problem for you for the last 50 fucking years. And the average Joe has no choice but to grin and bear it. So appreciate the comment, but I mean, honestly. You listen to me. Like, let's let's just take a step back for a second because that is very heavily fucking charged. And, you know, I think that's begging the question more than... More than any other comment I think I've ever heard. That's begging. Genius, genius, genius. Well, on that very intense, and I appreciate that. We got a good challenge going on here between emailers and the showrunners, and I dig that. Uh, but I gotta go. We but ran I appreciate. Way over. I pre- we appreciate the email. Of course we Thank do. Thank you, Mr. Pink. Hey, healthy, healthy, healthy <laughs> discourse. <laughs> but unless you, unless you unveil Love you for yourself. taking the time. <laughs> See, this is what you get, Pinky, when you don't let us know your identity. You're <laughs> yeah, ripped. Yeah, I, I will let you. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd let you slide. I'd let you. This is. It's Matt Lewis. I'm guessing it's Matt Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How amazing awesome. would that, that be? Good. Just. And you want me to change? Fuck you! Yeah, we're never going to change around here. We should invite Pinky onto the show. Yeah, we'd love to have Pinky on the show if you're interested in being a guest on the show. If you want to pay our Patreon fee of $50 a month to be a guest on the show, you're more than welcome to do so. Ooh, $50. Start low. Yeah, get get low. Yeah, Look, it's a, that's the that's the low tier. Uh, we've got a uh, we've got a regal tier, which is regal dollars a month. Yeah. That's a good term. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna steal that. A, we do have a we have a Donald tier, which is uh, four hundred dollars a month. That gets you a golden toilet. <laughs> golden toilet. Yeah, that is insufferable. Uh, anyways, we want to thank you guys for listening. We love doing the show. And when we have disagreements, that's okay. Because here, all opinions, I mean, not literally every opinion are welcome here. But most, all opinions about life and how you live your life and They're what's welcome. going on. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah, we're, you're going to get challenged back here. You're not just going to be able to say what you want and we're going to leave it lying there. We're about discourse from all points of view. We don't want anyone to be labeled a certain way from a political point of view like oh you're coming in here you're not welcome here there's no bubble here at least we hope there isn't a bubble we want to have everyone involved so keep it coming man i love this shit this we're building towards a show we always wanted to have i'm excited about that 
All right. Uh, next week, we'll be back. Uh, Luke is going to head out of town. So, Luke, enjoy your trip as you head off to a gorgeous state, one of the finest states in our fair union. And, uh, Scott, are you uh, hitting the road next week? Is that a rumor? Are you hit the road? Yeah. I'll be gone the 19th to the 23rd. It's a Saturday to Wednesday to visit another one of our lesser appreciated states. Really? It's <laughs> a teaser, folks. <laughs> All right. But uh, he'll be around. He'll be around for recording next week. So we should have an on schedule recording. Okay. Well, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't have time to play a song. I got to go. So we're just getting the show this time. We'll be back next week when we have more time. Love you all. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right, I like the life I live. Cause I went for negative to positive and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, you know, you know. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.